0: It was one of those things where you finally you know, it's hours. Oh yeah. And hours
1: Searching and Searching through
0: untamed wilderness and trying to find the most remote place possible to test your wits against nature and to prove your strength as a human against the elements. (laughs) And then we were right next to a family of kids. Bruv. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio.com. <laughs> thank you so much for finding us wherever and however you do. We really appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Uh, I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah and That's what I meant to say at the beginning. Hello, it's Monday. Wow. <laughs> July 13th, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse. And I thank you for joining us as we go through the hot summer months of a pandemic. So, um,. And wow! Look,
1: it's like you're setting the stage for like a, like the beginning of a movie or something. we're in our summer months now of the oh, pandemic.
0: Wait till fall comes. There's a whole other thing that's going to be happening. I'm sure by then. Oh yeah. Yeah. This I is mean, who knows who
1: knows what's going to be happening by tomorrow. We're
0: in the as <laughs> I feel like we're in the eye of the hurricane right now.
1: The eye of the shit hurricane. You mean?
0: Yes, the eye of the shit hurricane. Okay. Yeah. The <laughs> the rest of it's coming. It's coming. Uh but.
1: Wait, what is the rest of it? And when did you I become don't a conspiracy know. theorist? I
0: don't know what it is. It's not a conspiracy theorist. It's just now I'm playing the odds. Like, the way it's gone so far. Do you think the second half of this year is going to just... Be
1: amazing. Be amazing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of don't feel like that's... That. It's not that I'm trying to be pessimistic. I'm uh, just I, trying to I'm be not. realistic. I'm just trying to... I'm... yeah. I'm just like, well, this is it. I'm just riding this out. It's like I was on a surfboard that was like heading out to sea, and at first, I'm fighting. No, I got to get back to land. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go away from this thing. This is terrible. This is taking me to bad places. I don't know where I'm going. Now I'm like, wherever it's going, I'm going.
1: That's absolutely. I, I can't. It.
0: I can't get rid. <laughs> can't stop it. Might as well just ride true. it out.
1: I've been trying because I've been so sad. Because usually by this point of the year, I would have at least traveled to. Like, you know, I know that you're like this too. I would have at least gone to like one, one if not two places. You know, the outside of the state. To yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. But now I'm like trying to reverse my thinking and make it positive in my head. Like, think of all the money I'm saving by not travelling.
0: Well, there's there's that. You know, that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. You know, I, I don't that know.
1: Way. That was I was trying to make it like better. You just gotta wind.
0: ride the waves wherever just it takes <laughs> you. Who knows? It may slam you against a cliff. Maybe you end up on a on a paradise island. We don't know where it's gonna take us, but you have no choice in the matter. You just got to go with it.
1: I'm going for the slamming
2: into
0: it. Uh, well, that's... A, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but um, I did get out. And we. Uh, I will say we have our, our pal Rick Emerson who's going to join us here momentarily. Uh, but I did talk about it. And I I both am excited. Uh, well, I mean, not excited. That's the wrong word. I'm, I'm happy for the concern and also troubled that so many people were concerned. Yes, I did make it back from camping okay. Um, I noticed a lot of comments. Hey... Did did you survive? Did you make everyone's it? Everyone's genuinely I people think that were...
1: concerned about you.
0: Yeah, I know. I apparently so, but yes, I did. I did survive.
1: Because every time you come back, do you have like scratches on you or anything?
0: Um, I'm relatively intact. I I'm severely bitten by bugs. Not severely, but I think back severely for me would be pretty bad. Yeah, like
1: I've seen it before when your like arms and legs were covered. And that was so gross.
0: There was one time I came back and I stopped counting at around 120. I tried to count all the bug bites, and I got to like 120, and I'm like, I don't even want to get to my back, like, because I was trying to count them in the mirror. At that point, I got to everywhere, and I'm like, it was so many, so so many bug bites. I don't have that many, but I do have, um, I do have uh, quite a bit. So, but other than that, relatively, yeah, injury free. You know, I'm pretty surprised. Bump on the knee, possibly. But uh what was that from? Uh, knee bumps, you know, they happen when you're This is true. Maybe tripping when you're getting <laughs> into somewhere or <laughs> perhaps there was a rock you forgot was there in your campsite. Uh, but yes, I did go out camping this last weekend and it was um I had a lot of fun with my two buddies, you know, doing our doing our trip that we had planned for so long. But uh we did uh, drive a lot of places trying to find spots because we don't uh as we've talked about here before we don't go to the campgrounds we go to the forest roads and
1: uh yeah because it makes you feel like it, like you're more rugged
0: no it's just to get away from people really i don't like i mean this is what i said before i, I just don't i don't need a bathroom there or a fire pit or any of that like I, I can handle all that you're not a glamper i'm not a glamper okay no
1: um and Greg's definition of glamping is also like not accurate because he thinks like just being moderately comfortable while you're outside <laughs> camping is like you're you're being like a princess about it.
0: I mean it depends on what it is, you know. I mean everybody does does their own style of camping. Um, you know whatever. But yeah, you know, some people glamp and I'm, All I'm just right. not So much how of a did glamper. your
1: how did your non-glamping go?
0: Well, we so my friend Nate and I we got up there before uh, before Gavin did and we had a we had designated meeting area we were going to meet him, we knew we were gonna be somewhere in a few mile radius of this one spot, so that we could go get get a spot, go back up and get him at our approved meeting time mm-hmm. where he would be when he would be there, and then we'll guide him to where it is. Well, we thought we were going to find something fairly quickly. We were up there hours before he was going to be, and we searched for hours trying to find a spot oh, in this that area like we sucks. just thought there was more in this area than there was. And it turns out there's just, there's just not. It's not that he was even taken. It's not that there were too many people because we were up there early. There's just not much there. And that's, that's part you of the problem.
1: Thought of looking up before you drove all the way out there. Well,
0: the, the thing is, the thing about scoping out camping spots oh, boy. Is, is you really do. If you don't know a specific spot that you're going to, we know tons, but we wanted to do something different. That's why we went here. We didn't want to go to one of our normal spots. Um, you, you really do. You drive up forest roads. And you just look and see what's there. And, oh, lo and behold, there's nothing. You know, it's just like a dead end, and it's all gross and creepy. Or, oh, I found uh, (laughs) where people have been dumping freezers. Okay, discovered that. Luckily, not too much of that, but that does happen. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. That's unfortunate. Are they open?
1: Are the doors open so you can see if there's something in there or not? Uh, You don't want to look. No. What if they're full of bodies? Uh, There
0: are bodies that are found up there.
1: Oh, Actually, I
0: confirmed that that did happen recently. Oh, Um, yeah, well, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's the middle of the woods. I don't
1: know, not leave bodies in the woods.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, maybe that. Well, that'd be one <laughs> <Yeah>. step. <laughs> uh, I think
1: that's his first solid step. Well, yes,
0: but no, I just we didn't we didn't find one, didn't find one, and finally we we get to this down this long two mile road that dead ends, and we're just like, uh, and, and it was You know, we are in separate cars, and we get there, and both of us are just like, "Fuck it, this is where we're staying. I don't <laughs> care anymore." There's this is a spot. This will be our spot. And, uh, and then I didn't even get out. And I just turned around and I drove back to go get him. To go get Gavin got him into it. And I get back there and, and Nate's there. And he's like, we just drove two miles down a dead end road in the middle of nowhere. And I got started setting up and I looked across and there was like a little creek there. He's like, and I looked across look what's over there and it was an entire family that we somehow it was another campground that met up i mean you can't even get to it from there but oh, somehow no. we picked that spot and all three of us were like I feel sorry for them tonight but oh,
1: <laughs> did you stay so the, did you stay in the same spot both nights
0: yeah i mean there was no packing up and going at that point was the
1: family there both nights <laughs> yeah did they give you dirty looks
0: uh, I mean, you know, we're not that bad. It's not like we're shooting off guns or fireworks you or anything. You all have, like,
1: very loud we're voices. We're loud. You're loud. And we I'm are like, loud. after a couple of drinks and talking over each other.
0: We're loud. Yeah.
1: And singing and wrestling. Was, there was singing. Yeah. No,
0: there's no wrestling. Social distance times. None of that stuff. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were, we we're probably loud. So, you know, hey, it's, uh, it's, a uh, you know. Free territory back there. Anybody can camp anywhere they want, but um, yeah. Sorry, family. Oh, wow. Your kids may have learned a few words at night, but
1: uh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
0: But otherwise it was great. It was it a was really good time.
1: Good. So like good male bonding time. Uh, you and the word
0: bonding. It so creeps Did me out. bond? It's so creepy when you, do you use have a, that a word. a stronger
1: bond now that you spent the weekend together?
0: I don't know anybody that uses the word bond as much as you do.
1: I think my sister does.
0: Well, okay, that would make sense that it's mm-hmm. a family thing. It's just a, so weird. I'm so There's glad you guys like, were
1: able to use that time to camp and bond. God, it's so creepy when you say it like that. Did you bond oh, we're bonding the right now.
0: I'm bonding with my <laughs> friend. Like, ew. It's, I don't know why it is. It's so. Yeah, it's
1: weird that it's so creepy to you. It is
0: so creepy to me. That's yeah. not how I talk. It'll be like, oh, well, we went camping so we could bond together. Like, ew. It sounds like it's forming like some kind of a. I don't know. Commune or something.
1: What? We're bonding together. Yes, as you can see, Greg clearly doesn't have
0: any like emotional
1: issues. (laughs) We've bonded together. You're grossed out by the thought of like connecting with another person. I think it's the way it's
0: said. I don't know. Just something something about it. Anyway.
1: Well while you were doing that, um, I did something this weekend too. Yeah? Yeah. The house that I was talking about on Friday? went pending on Saturday.
0: That's awesome. So I, that means that means what?
1: So what that means is uh that um so I had I think like 10 or 12 appointments of people that walked through and talked to a lot of different agents. I've never talked that to this like many. That seems like a lot. It is. I've never talked to this many agents in my entire life. So it was interesting to see cuz my only experience with that has been, was that one first horrible monster woman. So yes. I'm still kind of, you know, terrified of other cuz she was just the worst of the worst. Like I, I talked to other people who know she's just notoriously terrible. So anyway, it was nice to kind of talk to different agents. And then on Saturday afternoon, so we listed uh, Thursday evening. Friday had a few appointments in the afternoon. Saturday had a ton. Um, on um, Saturday during the day, I get a call saying like, "Hey, uh, most of my clients are going to put in an offer." And then a, a couple hours later, ended up getting it, and it was a very good offer. And showed it to my clients, and they were super stoked. So we accepted it, and so wow. now it's pending, which means both parties have accepted. Uh, so that's under contract, which means my sell- my sellers have accepted what the buyers have offered, and they have both signed off on it. So now it's kind of waiting for inspection. So the inspection's happening next week, cool. and then seeing if it all goes through. Yeah, it's it's crazy how fast it was. But then also, it went so fast, uh, you know, and the offer was so good that it was that. I kept getting, like, angry phone calls from real estate agents, like, bitching me out. Seriously, getting mad. They're like, well, you didn't tell us that that you were going to accept an offer. I'm like, yes, I did. It clearly states in the remarks that if my sellers do get an offer, that they, um, you know, they will accept an offer that they find reasonable and that they're excited about. Was well, this a thing where I could go back in and, and start a bidding war? Um, you can do a, a backup offer, but no, but these women, like these people, these real estate agents didn't even like ask me any follow up questions after they went to see and then they were all like screaming at me saying like I should have told them I'm like I'm, I'm not going to bother you and let you know unless, you know, if you're not interested enough to reach out to me, then why would I tell you?
0: Sounds like a whole bunch of real estate gossip. It was I don't understand it was or very know dramatic. what the right thing to do is or how it even works. No, I d I, I have don't no idea. I
1: clearly don't either. Like I met a lot of nice but I definitely talked to a lot of nice people, but also people who were I think just didn't get and you know, ask for more information in time and then like, you know, their clients are upset and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a great house. Hashtag real real estate talk. Real hashtag real estate talk. Yep.
0: Yeah. That should be your podcast that you have. What just real real estate talk?
1: <laughs> I don't want to do an, <laughs> a real estate podcast. I'm good. But yeah. So anyway, so fingers crossed, everything goes. The good. State um, of real real estate. It is um, pretty awesome, and you know Courtney and Brian worked so hard to get the house great, and it's so it's wonderful. So that's what I did all weekend, basically. It's awesome. Just like fill out yeah. paperwork and go back and forth with a trillion people. So that was good.
0: Well, congratulations. Well,
1: thank you very much. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I
0: still think I should have come in and helped raise that price up a no bit, because but.
1: those poor people no courtney and Brian have had way too many creepy people like wandering around stalking them outside of their house they don't need a greg out there too
0: <laughs> <laughs> how much you offering? offer fifty thousand dollars over that no that'd be too much right then they'd be like no would that, be an that accurate wouldn't one? be too much
1: <laughs> well no, but i'm not paying big. that
0: though i'm not actually paying that that's the thing uh okay um well that's awesome seriously.
1: Yeah, thanks. I know. I'm, I'm super stoked. If you're in it. the
0: market to sell your home or buy a home, see how fast Sarah moved this one, let's uh, or well, I mean, it's process. I don't want to oversell yeah. or undersell. Oh, no, it's fun. But, uh, yeah.
1: It was a lot of teamwork. Got a hold of Sarah. Thank you. Um, alright, should we bring on our pal Rick Emerson? We sure, that's the second time you've called him our pal today. <laughs> He's our buddy, our yes. sport, Rick Emerson. Sure, let's bond with him. Oh, gross. Sarah, <laughs> that's so
0: gross. You're so gross. Alright, back here in a minute with Rick Emerson on FinalBloodradio.com. Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, it is the one and only Mr. Rick Emerson. Hello,
1: Rick. Howdy
2: and hello.
0: Hello.
1: I know that I can only see this, but I love every week, or no, I guess that you can not see it, but that Rick is flanked by uh, two small fluffy dogs, which is just...
2: I'm never clear on this. So is this like a thing that, you know, I I have like so little knowledge of how podcasting or anything works. Like, is this a thing that anybody... Can see like I don't care, but is this a thing that anybody can watch, or is like only certain people can see this, or how does this work?
0: So we've got it right now. It's under the the uh, Fun Employment Radio subscriber wall, so people on okay. that right. can uh, can see it right now. So we've got people so that people are watching who are it right subscribers,
2: now. Subscribers, though, it's not like a sort of it's not like a thing you guys do like just for this for the taping, so you know what's going on. It's like if anybody who's a subscriber has the option of doing the video version of it.
1: Correct. Correct. All right. Okay. So everyone has the option of seeing you with your delicate little flowers on either side of you.
2: And and why would they not want to? I mean, <laughs> really
1: it really does look like you have a chair that the arms are made of dogs. Like <sighs> they're which... like
2: ninety percent of the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're perfect. Well, how was your weekend? Did you do anything exciting? You got? Did you get a haircut?
2: I uh, I got a haircut. Um... Hold on, I have to do this this week. Stop licking the sofa! For the love of God <laughs> Almighty! <laughs> everyone take a drink um (laughs) yes i got a haircut uh like 10 days ago maybe something like that um which you know it was i mean it was weird and it was like i don't know it's just i mean you know i'm not having any thoughts that no one else in the world isn't having right now but i mean it's it i mean i have to say uh, this is not like a plug or whatever but i have to say so i just went to like supercuts because whatever i don't give a (laughs) fuck um and they have their shit like wired like they have it like they have their act down um so i mean i guess it is sort of a plug because like they really knew what they were doing they had it because you know like going to some places and it's like you can tell they're just fumbling their way through it like or you can go to certain stores or certain whatever and you can tell that it's like it's just a thing they're doing because they're being ordered to do it or because they don't want to look they don't want to look like they're killing customers (laughs) right so they and so they're just like doing this like it's like this disease theater where they're just doing the bare minimum so they, or more like a lawyer, can be like, did our part. Sorry <laughs> you did. Um, but um, uh, but like Supercuts, at least the one that I went to, they, I mean, they like had it together. So like I, I um, I mean, I was making an appointment, but the thing is you have to make an appointment. If you show up, they just wave and chew you away. Mm. Um, so I showed up. The door was locked, which I appreciated, frankly. Um, and you just wait out there and you can either call or you just wait for them to see you. And she you know, like opened the door and I held up the thing and I was like, I've got an appointment. And um, she unlocked the door. I had a mask on, she had a mask on. She she unlocks the door, she comes out. First thing she does, she walks up and she like zaps me with the thermometer or whatever to take my temperature.
1: Wow, um, I haven't had my temperature taken yet. Cause I see that- Yeah, no, is... she has like one
2: of those, yeah, one of those electronic, you know, where they just beam it at your forehead or something. And it, you know, which is, you know, more yeah. accurate thing, guessing. Certainly. Um, so yeah so she walks out she like zaps me with the thing she's like all right uh and she did it twice actually she's like hold on one more second. zap me again she's like all right you're good and she's like mask whatever come on in so i was like all right going in uh they take you right to the chair and like the little like waiting area is like literally there's like caution tape it's like don't sit down don't grab a magazine and just like you know you're you're gonna get a haircut and then you're leaving mm-hmm. so i walked in they took me right to the chair there was only i think I don't know how many people they're doing at a time, but I think it was like just a couple of customers at a time. um, They hired someone whose only job is to do the money and the phone. Because normally it's like the person cutting your hair every two minutes. They're like, oh, hold on. The phone's ringing. Mm. Or hold on. I'm going to ring somebody up. And this time it was like they hired somebody whose sole job is doing the phone and the money. And the woman who cut my hair had a mask. She had like a full like smock. She had like whatever. She was all like, you know, she wasn't like in a Debo suit or something, but she was like covered. Uh, and then um, and then and then like here was the part that really impressed me, actually, uh, is that. So I had um, I don't even know what these you know, there's a bunch of different kinds of masks. But I had the kind that just like loops behind both ears or whatever. That's okay. like There's no other thing. Um, so just loops behind both ears. And so when she's giving me the haircut, I was already like thinking ahead to like, OK, how am I going to navigate this when she does like the sideburns or whatever? but she like all right i mean she was like way ahead of me so when she went to do like this side like in close she like unhooked that part and just you know exposed just enough to do it and was, like zzz, and then hooked it back and then when she got to the other side she like unhooked just enough to do like really those, like, burns huh. around there and like zzz, it back like she like had it down to us and they would only been open like three days or something so
1: wow
2: i mean i just gotta say that it's i mean I don't know if anybody cares that much about how the haircutting procedure, but it was just impressive that like some people cannot get their shit together. And then some people are like, we've got our shit together. Look how together it is. Boom. Mm. And they just did it. It was awesome. Wow. And I, and I like the fact that they were, I mean, whatever people can, people can quibble all they want with meddling scientists, but <laughs> it's like, but the thing is, it's like, you're either going to do it or not. Like it's either a rule or it's not a rule. Right. If it is a rule, if it's not a rule, don't pretend that it is. Cause then that's just annoying to at least half the people in the in the store or whatever.
1: I think um, that's
0: that's interesting cuz I'm actually getting my first haircut since this all happened in like 2 hours.
1: Oh, you're getting one today?
0: Yeah, I'm getting one today. This is a, the first time I've gone to get one. So, I was I I am curious like how it all works cuz I was wearing I was wondering about yeah, the same thing, I, like the mask like how are they going to like I have got to have
2: around my ears trimmed. Mm-hmm.
0: How are they going to handle that? So I was prepared
2: to like hold it in front of my mouth like this, to like unhook it and then to just do this and then to rehook it. And I, I guess I might have, but she was like way ahead of me. She's like she's like, I'm gonna do the sideburn. She's like, I'll I'll unloop this side. And like, and then she looped it back and you know, which I guess if you're doing eight or ten haircuts a day or whatever, after a couple of days, you've got that down. So she like had you know, she really figured it out. It's again and it's like my thing is just be consistent. That's all I really yeah. ask from people is to just be because if you're not consistent then again, like half the pe- half the customers are going to be annoyed. Either the half that don't want you to enforce it or the half that do. If you just tell people what you're going to do, and then you actually follow through on that, that goes a long way. Cause then at least you know what to expect. And you're not just like, you know, then it doesn't just feel like you're making it up as you go along. Cause that's actually worse. If you feel like someone is just sort of, you know, right. gesturing Gesturing oh, yeah. doing something, but then not actually following. It's like the, I mean, I honestly am not trying to be like political or whatever about this, but it's like the, The the governor comes out and says, well, you know, we're requiring masks, but we're not going to enforce it. That's not a requirement. (laughs) I don't know if maybe someone can loan her a dictionary or just common sense. That's not what the word requirement means. (laughs) Requirement means you got to do it or else. So I just, you know, I just wish they would pick something and stick to it. Anyway, great experience with my haircut. That's all I'm saying.
1: That's awesome. No, and I totally get that. Like, You can see some people that are trying so hard and the other people that are half-assing it. Like, especially, I, you know, I've gone to... Um, visit like pre- friends restaurants to pick, get like pickup or whatever and or take away and they you know have their masks on and stuff then i walked into a coffee shop the other day to grab a napkin because i have super terrible allergies to blow my nose and both of the baristas behind the counter weren't wearing masks and it was really weird and i was wearing mine going in so it does it, it throws off the balance and also it's just like wait why why the fuck aren't you wearing one like especially if you're working well, and especially well, yeah, if you're working and yeah. And also, I mean, I get – I mean, I, you know,
2: whatever. I don't want to try to, like, x-ray everybody's thoughts or whatever. But it's like – I get the sense that a lot of people – maybe I'm projecting. But I get the sense that a lot of people – that it's like this – it's like this macho – it's like this chest-out thing of, like, I'm, I'm tough. I don't need to fucking – you know, you know. and it's like these – you know, it's like a bunch of Semper Fi bullshit of just people who were just – guys were just trying to be all, like, hard about it. But the thing is, you're not – you don't understand how this works. The, the reason, the main reason, is I understand it. That you wear a mask is not so you don't inhale something. It's so you don't exhale something into my lungs. Yeah. So you're not being brave for you. You're being brave for me without asking. So no thanks. I mean, it's like, it's like letting somebody else unhook your seatbelt. I mean, you know, you don't want to wear your seatbelt. That's fine. But you're just now reaching in and unhooking my seatbelt for me without a conversation, which I do not appreciate, sir. So I just—that's uh, a solid you know. analogy. It really is. I mean, it's, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, if it was only endangering the person, not wearing a mask, that would be still, you know, troubling, but whatever that's on them, I guess. Mm. But yeah, that's not, that's not the deal. That's they're giving, I'm giving them veto power over, uh, over my health to some degree, which I, I, you know, I did not sign on for. So. Yeah,
1: I pictured that there would be like more, cause I haven't seen since this, since the ordinance, you know, since it's required happen i thought that there'd be like more like people screaming at the grocery store and stuff i mean i'm sure it's happening but i haven't seen anything because i was figuring that people were gonna come and screaming about their liberties and how they I don't want to there's wear a one. lot of
0: videos of those on
2: online yeah that's true from different places yeah of yeah know. i mean i think i mean and this is the sort of s- statement that sounds like i'm making a political point and i'm really not this is just uh you know this is just just uh, what do you call it a fact uh that you know If you're screaming about something with a mask on it's way harder to like you know publicly shame you if you're screaming about something with a mask off it's a lot easier for people to be like i know that guy you know and so it's i think there's less inclination for people whose whole faces are visible i think that's actually not to get too technical i think that's usually the purpose of a mask is to make it so you can do shit without people knowing who you are (laughs) so i think (laughs) if you're not wearing a mask It's going to be a lot easier for like everybody at work to be like, hey, did you see Bob over the Internet uh, this weekend at Whole Foods being an asshole? (laughs) So I think that, you know, that keeps that down. Probably
1: that is so true because they could be wearing a disguise, but that would be helping other people. So they don't want to do that.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. So it's, you know, that sort of works itself out a
1: little bit. Oh, my Lord. (sighs) <sighs> yeah. Hey,
2: uh, so uh, I don't know if you all have talked about this. Uh, uh, I mean, like, or at least like between the two of you or whatever. But I, did this just happen, the thing with the Washington Redskins?
0: Uh, this Just today. Today, today is the official. So what they officially said, they're going to be changing the name and the logo. I
1: cannot believe it has been that for <clears throat> as long as it has been. Well, like, the reason it's Lord. been that
0: long is because their owner, Dan Snyder, is a total asshole. So that's, that's really what it comes down to. And he's refused for a year. I mean... It's been years and years and years that everybody's wanted that, that a lot of people have have asked for that to be changed. Um, And he would always just basically say, fuck you, no, I'm rich. I'm going to keep it. And so that's that's how it was usually. Yeah, that's how it it usually all went down. But now (laughs) finally, what happened is a bunch of the sponsors are pulling out. So Nike stopped selling their gear online. FedEx, which owns the stadium rights, said they were going to pull out. Uh, if they didn't change it, then a bunch of other sponsors started doing the same thing. Oh, dang. So then all of a sudden, it happened real quick to where they made the
2: announcement. They they
0: haven't said what it's going to be yet,
2: but it is, and that'll changing. be like a whole separate. I think you know and that was you know that was, and I think they would try to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it all how it all happened, but I mean, it seems like as you said, they've been like talking about this like forever. I mean, it just seems like decades, yeah. maybe. And I, at a certain point, I was like. I mean, I think maybe 10 years ago, I was like, mm. well, it'll happen any moment now that the pressure's too. And then when it didn't, then I was sort of like, well, I guess it's never going to happen. I'd sort of come around to the idea that it would just never change because it would have changed by now. So I was, um, I was genuinely surprised to read that because I just sort of thought that they'd reached a point where they were just dug in, like, for life. And they would just never, you know, they'd never back down on that. So I
0: think that's going to be a really interesting, yeah. you know.
2: See
0: how that unfolds. Yeah, it's, it's the money is what it came came down to. That's when they finally, finally started getting it. their money taken away Yeah, then, then they started to change it. But now, so they said that uh, there's, it's funny what some of the stuff is that's coming out too because the Navajo Nation issued a statement on it suggesting that they change the name to Code Talkers, which the Code Talkers were the Navajo Nations. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, in World War II, you know, where they would talk because the Japanese couldn't uh, decipher their language. And that's a
1: pretty badass name.
0: Code Talkers yeah. would really be a pretty yeah. cool name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, who knows what
2: they're going to do with it?
1: Oh, Greg, you're playing with the curse awesome. bracelet. That's
0: curse bracelet. I, I got to get away from That's
1: that. That's
2: a. Uh, I mean, and it'll be. I mean, and of course, you know, uh, then it's one of those things. I mean, it's it seems all academic at the moment because it's not like we're going to be having any you know like stadium football games anytime soon. But because then it makes you wonder, like if they were doing this, like not now. In other words, if they were doing this in a year where like there was not a pandemic and games were just going on as normal, then of course, then the next thing you wonder, or at least that I wonder, is First of all, how can Willard be so goddamn cute? I I can't I keep getting
1: distracted by his popcorn ball face. Like (laughs) it's just just, it's crazy. It's so crazy.
2: Uh but leaving that aside, uh, you know, but then the other thing you, you wonder for me is like, well, okay, if this was happening in a normal year where like a game was gonna be happening in a month or something, like then then you I mean, I think this is the problem with the media now are living in this mediated culture is that now I, it's like it's like some it's like some weird online uh you know social angst chess where it's like you're already thinking like 50 moves ahead and so then, then you're like well are there going to be guys who are just like fuck it i'll just show up as written that you're going to be putting feathers on their head and showing up in war paints and you know whatever and it's like and then is the stadium going to tell them they can't come in and then is there going to be a thing you can't show them on television And then is that, you know, then it's like, because then it just becomes this arms race on either side. And I mean, that'll probably still happen at some point. But I think the good news is they're going to be spared that now, at least, because it's, you know, that there's not going to be any sort of outlet for
1: it at the moment. You are so right. I could absolutely see that as if it's already happened. It it is completely 100% clear. Like, it's the same, my liberties, my freedoms, you know, my team. Well, yes.
2: um, Anyway, so... uh, it, just as a side note, and this, I think, happened quite a long time ago, actually, but um, or, or at least not not like recently. Um, when did the Raiders move to Las Vegas? So they, I think <laughs> Rick, are it's are you this... catching up on your sports <clears throat> news yeah, I'll, I'll 10 catch years up on, later? I'll catch up on sports <laughs> news. You know, I, the Raiders are the only football team... That I've ever really cared about, and it was when I was a kid because I just latched onto their logo because it was fucking awesome. Right. Um, yeah, that's why a lot I mean, of people just, do. Yeah, it's like red and you know, or not red. It's uh, 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 it's silver and black, and it's just you know, and it's like basically you know, a skull and crossbones, but with swords and a fucking eye patch. And you're like, I, I don't even know anything about football. I don't even know what the, I'm into. This. Right. Yes. It just looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, and something, and also just because I'm a language nerd, just phonetically, when I was a kid, there was something. I mean, there's a whole thing about the rhythm of words and about the K sound, um, about the, you know, the hard K sound and how that has an effect on our brains. And, you know, and it was just that Oakland Raiders just sounded so awesome when I was a kid, mm. even before I knew, I didn't know where Oakland was for a long time. Um, and anyway, and then they went to Anaheim and then what, Los Angeles, and then back to Oakland or some shit. Anyway, it seems wrong that they're in Las Vegas. It just seems, that seems like a
1: glitch somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, That well, I mean, essentially... It came down to the, they wanted a new stadium. Apparently, their stadium in Oakland is falling apart. And I but, remember
1: people wearing the Oakland Raiders thing, like with that logo, and always thinking that they were like in high school gangsters or, or something. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, the, well, there's that. We had a lot of L.A. Raiders too. Cause oh, I the think,
1: Raiders. That was a, yeah. That like I would be. I was went that Oakland think, Raiders, like, oh, L.A. Scary. Raiders
0: for like twenty some years, and yeah. then back to Oakland. And then uh, and then now, yeah, Las Vegas. So I think they start. I don't know if they were – well, I mean, who knows what's going on right now. But, I mean, I think they were supposed to start maybe this year or maybe it was next year because they're building the stadium right now in Vegas, and it's huge. I've seen it. It's it's a huge stadium. But they're building it as, like, a tourist thing. So mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, you'll have, like, Raiders fans, but really it's because, again, pre-pandemic, um, where you'd have all these people in Vegas oh. and then, like, you know, you get tickets to a show. It's like, oh, here's tickets to an NFL game. Go down and watch some football. That's kind of what they
2: are doing. I realize that all of these questions just make me sound. I mean, I just these are like the most basic sports questions imaginable. It's perfect. It's but sports yeah.
1: with Rick Emerson. I love yeah. it.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, Because I, I just don't know how any. I don't. I don't know. I know like fuck all about sports. So, um, like, this. I know that this is probably like beyond well traveled territory. But why is it that the cities have to pay to build these stadiums? Yeah, that's a,
0: something that gets everybody miss, uh, mad. And they why? don't always. Sometimes there's private ones that are built, like Paul Allen. I believe he built the Rose garden entirely with his own money because um, he was rich enough to do that. There may have been some like city partnership in that, but I'm pretty sure that's completely that he funded that entire thing. Is
1: it because like a, like economic stimulation because
0: they're so because they're, they're so expensive and because I mean there's a whole bunch that goes into it, but really what these billionaires can do because it's usually a billionaire who owns this stuff, or it's a bunch of people with all their money put together so they are they equal a billionaire. Um, they don't want to pay for it. So they, they basically hold it over the city. They can threaten the, to move the team and be like, well, okay, well, we're going to move unless you build us this giant stadium, which is kind oh. of what happened with the Sonics, with the Supersonics in Seattle. Although I think he was going to move them no matter what, but he, he threatened the city and then finally he just moved the Supersonics, which is why there are no Supersonics anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just basically to extort... And then they can get. So the, it just the they can just sort
2: of leverage. They yeah. can just kind of muscle the city into being like, "Hey, we'll we'll take this away and all of your, whatever your tourism dollars or yep. you know, and you're and, yeah, and all the, and it, you're going
0: to be the one who chased away you know, the raiders or the supersonics. They'll you know, blame it on them, blame oh. it on the politicians, and if right, you have like it's it's not a established sports I mean, team,
2: nobody wants it to go away. Because maybe I'm missing something. Like, is it like if if you're a city? I mean, does the city, is it like a profit sharing thing with most of these teams where like, in other words, like if you're like, if you're Portland and the Trailblazers are here, like do the Trailblazers, I mean, maybe you don't know that or maybe it's, I mean, you know, maybe this is different from city to city, but like, I wonder if if like the Trailblazers or the Raiders, whoever, if there's like some deal where they give, 5% of the gross revenue to the city or whatever, because otherwise other than like the esteem of being able to go like, we have a major league team. It seems like the city's not making any money from that. It's like, how much can you, know, how much can you make from parking meters around the stadium or whatever? So I don't know like where the city would be getting their money.
0: There's, there is part of that where they do have to pay the city. And I don't know what exactly it is. The percentage. I know that's, that is part of it. Like they, they do pay, but then on top of that, they get the, the players taxes, because the players' are oh. ta- their players' salaries are taxed, ah. and they're making, you know, you have a couple guys making, I mean, Damian Lillard's going to make, what, $50 million Jeez in Louise. a year? Uh, by the, well, by and I the guess they can tax the
2: liquor sales, too. They can tax the alcohol sales. They can tax yeah. the revenue of... Of the team itself, they can tax the revenue of the stadium itself. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, no fair point. Yeah, and then there's
0: all that. the all the stuff that goes into a game. You know, all the catering and the food and the beer and the you know and all that stuff that okay. goes with it too. All right,
1: look at this. I feel like we all understand it a little bit better now.
0: They did. They're no, they're yeah. of economic
2: value, yeah. but yeah, owners are also cheap bastards who try to well, fuck over the and city because then, then you end up with like, just all of these like insane juxtapositions again where it's like i mean the las vegas raiders seems weird to me but that's i guess it's just because like in my head like it's sort of like how i mean you know like we all just called him prince the whole time even when his name was like the symbol for magnesium or something <laughs> oh, yeah. like we were all just, just prince <laughs> i always just thought of them as the oakland raiders like my whole life like no matter where they were playing um but um you know but it's like uh i don't know it's it's interesting because it's uh, I don't know. There's just, it's, a, there's, you end up with these weird juxtapositions of like, because the, the Sonics don't even exist anymore, right? They got moved somewhere and now they're called something else. They're the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: But yeah, they okay. dropped but, the Sonics names. They didn't try to keep it Oklahoma City Super At least they did that yeah.
2: as opposed to like, which is where, you know, which makes more sense than like, you know, when the fucking Jazz yeah. moved to Salt Lake City. <laughs> that which, one's the perfect way, example I mean... where it makes no
0: sense. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean that's like that's like the most jarring juxtaposition in the world the idea that anything from utah would have the word jazz associated with it is just insane i mean it's um just as a as a quick side note i'm a huge fan of um as i think we've talked about i mean I, i will read books or watch documentaries about things that i don't care about at all like i i don't have to like the subject to read a book or to watch a documentary about it or whatever and um uh, I was a big fan of ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary series. Oh yeah, they're great. And uh, it's, those are really good. And if anybody has not seen, it's called, um, one, of the, uh, one of the installments is called The Band That Wouldn't Die. And it's just, it's one of those things that I don't know why it's not a movie. I mean, just thinking about it now, I start to get like, Manly Sport Tears, you know like building up where it's like um Manly. Uh, you know those Brian I, And tears.
1: that's the name of the show Manly Sport Tears. <laughs> tears. Yes.
2: That's going to be my new uh that's going to be my my branded a- Axe body spray uh, yes. scent. Um but uh but the band that wouldn't die I mean just long story short it, it has to do with when the Baltimore Colts when the Colts left Baltimore. Mm. And and the and the band, the actual marching band for the Baltimore Colts um you know, because that team and that city were so synonymous. They were linked so closely. And it was a real part of the city's culture and all that stuff. And so the people in the band, and you don't normally think of people in the band as being, like, badasses or whatever. But they did this thing where they, the, the Colts marching band was like, fuck it. Like, we're not changing. And they just continued. They, like, they, bro- they, they went and they stole all their uniforms and all the musical equipment before the team left town they hid them in the basement of like some guy's mom's house for like six months or whatever. Um, They did all this in the dead of night and then they just started, and then they made, they did this thing where they just acted like the team was still there and they would go to like when there were charity events or when there was a town parade or a town holiday, they would go and they would perform and they would wear their Colts marching band outfit and they would play the songs and whatever. And they did that for like four years or whatever, however long it was until the Ravens finally showed up and Uh, And then the guy who brought the Ravens to Baltimore, which is an awesome fucking name, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like he sort of did this whole ceremony in the Ravens' first home game where the Baltimore, I'm not giving anything away. This is all like well-traveled, you know, news, but where the Baltimore Colts team came out or the marching team came out into the field and played the Baltimore Colts song like one last time and then they like changed their uniforms on the field to the Ravens' uniforms. It was just fucking amazing. It's just, it's it really is just it's. It sounds dumb, but it's really kind of an inspiring thing to watch. It's called the Band That Wouldn't Die. It's uh, I think it, I think it streams on wherever ESPN stuff streams right now. It's you, it's pretty pretty uh, pretty incredible.
0: I got two two things with that because the thirty for thirty ones are great. The Ravens. Do you know where they got the name the Ravens?
2: It's Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is just so cool. I yeah. mean, it, it,
2: it adds even more fucking cool, righteous. Wow, yeah, It's like that's naming hard. a team right.
1: That's pretty. nice. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, because I mean that's you know because they you know you don't need another whatever you know the Thunderbolts or whatever just Tigers, you know just yeah. a, a name that just doesn't stand out a name I mean there's a million names that just sound you know yeah. they just sound like they've been done before even if they haven't but yeah the Ravens which makes them I think officially like the country's only goth NFL team which yeah. is sort of <laughs> awesome yeah
0: it's pretty sweet um, with the thirty for thirty there's another good one since you brought up the Raiders there's one called uh, Straight Out of L.A with it's about the Raiders time when they were in LA and it's ice cube uh, did it talking about what the Raiders meant to like NWA and on what that gear meant and why, when they were wearing it, why everybody wanted to identify with the Raiders. It's really, it's really interesting.
2: I think I've seen that one. Does he interview Al Davis in that? Cause I think I may have watched
0: probably. It. Yeah. I I believe so. He interviews one of the Davises anyway. Um, yeah. Probably Al Davis. If he was still alive,
2: and, you know, and Al Davis, who was just, You know, seemed kind of awesome, but also like a horrible person at the same time. And it's just, you know, it's, you know, it was clearly, I mean, he was old school in the best and worst ways simultaneously. Um, But it's, uh, you know, I think there've been studies done about, I think they always, and I think they always end up using the Raiders logo when they do this, where they do studies about uniforms and logos. And it's like, do people gravitate to certain logos and uniforms because they reflect your personality or does the logo and the uniform actually shape how you act um and and i think they i think what they came away with was that that actually wearing a certain kind of uniform or wearing a certain kind of color actually can shape your behavior and so that that's why and so that and like black was a very intimidating color and mm. it's a very intimidating logo and that it actually took it explains why the raiders i mean even i know this it explains why they I can't believe we're having this
1: conversation <laughs> i think this is the longest i've ever heard you talk about sports like Ever, and, and I, I've known you for a very long know, time. Just because it's, I mean, because there's a lot of, I mean,
2: here, sports to me are sort of like Superman. In that, like, I find the actual character of Superman really uninteresting. Like, I don't read Superman comics. I don't really care about the Superman movies. Like, I don't, I don't follow the adventures of Superman. Like, a, you know, like in any traditional way. Mm-hmm. But the idea of Superman is like the idea of Batman, where it's just endlessly fascinating to think about what Superman. I remember, like, I was talking to my mom at one point. And I was really gingerly trying to make this point because I didn't want to sound like I was being disrespectful or whatever, but we were talking about something. And she, uh, I was reading this book by Joseph Campbell and she asked what it was about. And I said, oh, it's about myths and how the same myths recur throughout time over and over again in different guises. And she says, oh, like what? And, and, and I was like trying to be real gentle about it. And I was, I was basically trying not to say, you know, like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, if you look at Superman, for example, Superman is effectively Jesus. I mean he's even Jewish. I mean he's created by two Jewish guys. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, Superman is a character created by two Jewish guys who comes down from his father sends him here from the sky to, you know, to teach us right from wrong and, you know, and to shelter, you know, you know, to to, you know, to shelter the needy and to punish, you know, and to like instill wrong and right and to punish evil and you know and he's essentially invulnerable but you know but but not quite cuz he eventually gets killed and then he goes back into the sky and it's like he's clearly a jesus
1: what the f- and- how have i never even like put that together before greg <laughs> have you put that together before
0: i've heard people yeah talking about the the references to that's so to that.
1: fascinating that is okay sorry my mind yeah, is a little it, blown right now that's oh crazy. no it's
2: i yeah it's i mean you know and so that doesn't reflexively mean that jesus is made up i'm just but the but it's but it is that the same ideas recur again and again and again in the stories we tell and and so i so i find like the idea of superman uh to be you know to be endlessly fascinating and the same thing with sports because it's like like i said i don't really care it's i mean it's sort of like how uh with pro wrestling you know as i think we all have learned like Pro wrestling is not what about what goes on in the ring. What goes on in the ring is almost just incidental. Mm-hmm. That's almost just an excuse. That's just an excuse for all the drama. That's an excuse for the storyline. Yeah. And so it is. That's what sports, all sports are like that to me, where I don't really give a fuck about the games or who wins or who loses. All like, I mean, all I really care about is these, the social stuff that goes on around it, because mm-hmm. that's the interesting stuff.
0: That's, why, that's yeah. why those 30 for 30s are so great. Like, but because the majority of them are about that, it's, you don't have to like sports to watch. And
1: that's it. what you—that's what I've always heard too—is yeah. that they're amazing, and you don't sports have to be a big are, sports fan. It
0: has—it's very, yeah. Little of it had—I mean, yeah. certainly that's part of it. But for the most, most of those documentaries, yeah, it's about like you know, ice. Keep talking about how the team felt, you know, how oh, cool. what it felt being a fan of that, or why it matters matters to people.
1: Now, Rick, I know that you don't watch a lot of sports, but since we haven't had them in so long, are you thinking that you might? watch them when and you know when and if they come back in some way cuz i'm i'm actually kind of thinking like i might actually try and watch football or you know more basketball or something cuz it's just something new other than just the same tv shows and things
2: i think i might i mean you know i think if they watch them i i don't know that i would go i think that i would watch them you know televised or whatever just because i think like a lot of people i want to see how are they going to do this yeah. and like how, and what's it going to look like and is it, and the thing that I wonder about a lot is, you know, like, how how will it affect the team's performance? I think we talked about this, like, last time that, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, – I know that Dave Chappelle did, like uh, – he did a special recently. It was after the George Floyd thing, and it was I, – I haven't watched it, and I keep meaning to, if only to know – like, I don't know if that was in a club and if everybody had to sit apart. or I don't know, like, what the audience interaction there was because it's – you know, I think a lot of performers need an audience. They need a mm. live audience in the room – because otherwise it just feels off or the audience adds that energy. And so I'll be really interested to see how sports deal with that sort of thing. I think, um, so in New Jersey, there's this band, they're kind of most famous for their association with Bruce Springsteen, this band called um, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, who were sort of this longtime Jersey institution. And they sing very kind of Springsteen style rock or whatever. Mm. But I think just a couple of days ago, they did this, the concert like at a drive-in where it was like they were basically up on a stage at the front and then it was projected on the screen and people were there in their cars listening and what was really interesting was not the concert itself but it was reading all the reactions of people who went and sat in their car to kind of approximate this thing they can't have right now and it was like and there was like literally there was one woman she was just crying and she said she said you know it's not quite the same cause we're not in a club and I'm in my car and he's up there on the stage and whatever. She's mm-hmm. like, but it's, and she just started crying. She's like, it's, she said, still though. She's like, it's uh, she said, it feels like I got my life back. And, and it's just cause that's like a thing human beings need. And it's, I mean, you know, not to be all, not, not to be all final locker room speech about it, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is humans do adapt and they do find a way to, to circumvent obstacles and to to get what it is that they need to feel alive even if it's like a weird cobbled together version of it uh so it's i'll be interested to see how that how that works i do think a lot about going to see live music actually that's oh, that's too. probably my thing is dave grohl wrote this great um column for i think the new york times because uh, the foo fighters are supposed to play this fourth of july concert and and he wrote this great article He's like, hey, I know what I was supposed to be doing on the 4th of July. I was supposed to be with 20,000 of my friends, you know, running around and screaming and shouting and sweating and playing guitar. And he's like, that's not going to happen, obviously. And he's like, but it'll happen again in the future because it has to, because there can't be a world where it doesn't happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean, you know, I think about that too. It's And I think sports feel the same need for some people. It's, you know, it's that idea of the, you know, of the the, the coming together with with people, you know, who value and appreciate and like the same things. And that communal, I mean, it's why people are, whatever anybody thinks about it, it's the reason people are finding a, a way or a reason to go to church right now because it's that same connection. I mean, so I'll be really interested to see, because I guess like Disney World, I mean, Disney World like is open or some
1: shit. It's, it's yeah, open. Like, I think, Disney yeah. World
0: opened. They're requiring uh, they require masks. You get your temperature taken. And it's like less, like twenty percent capacity or something like that. But I don't but understand still, how they can open.
1: wipe everything down. Like if you're hanging yeah. on, because a lot of those things you have to hang on to the bars, and some of oh, them also you're stop. screaming and you're screaming, oh. and like some of them don't slow down. You know how you have to just kind of step okay. onto the ride. Like they're not going to be able to wipe all. Let them me down. let me
0: tell you something that's that's ama- about this because I actually covered this on <laughs> the digital. screaming.
1: You're right; it's all in the air. So oh,
0: I, I covered this on on digital trends for. Um, Somehow we sandwiched it into a tech story basically because we wanted the the punchline of it, but it was I talked about how Disneyland is doing this, but other theme parks around the world are opening up, and that screaming is one of the big things because that's exactly they say singing groups screaming, all that just shoves all that out in the air, way worse than even just talking and there was there is an advertisement for a tokyo amusement park um i i can't remember what the name of it was it was it was a, an amusement park anyway in Japan, but their advertisement. And it's all in Japanese, but then they translated it. And it shows these two executives who sit down in the roller coaster and they're just completely silent in their business suits. And they show him going over this thing, not making a sound. And at the end, it just says, scream inside your heart. Because that's <laughs> what they want to <laughs>
2: So, so, that, <laughs> I mean. Oh, and it's supposed my, to be this know.
0: encouraging thing. Like, look, they're having a great time, where it's, it's just these dead eyes of corporate <laughs> executives not saying <laughs> a word. Scream inside like, your scream heart.
2: In, scream inside your heart. I, I mean, maybe this, I mean, maybe I'm culturally stereotyping. That seems like quintessentially Japanese to me for it some totally reason. Does. <laughs> like, that seems, I mean, that makes absolute sense. Like, if you were to ask me which country came up with that, it would be like Japan. Yep,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
2: Wow, that's, I mean, that's amazing. That is uh, amazing.
1: Yeah. That is the word for it. <laughs> yeah, because they're not going to be able God. to, you can't stop yourself from screaming.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Inside your heart, I know. Inside your heart, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's,
2: uh, so here's the thing I wonder. I mean, these are all the things that go on in my head. Um, uh, so, I mean, I guess I could go figure this out myself, but it seems like not worth it on several levels. I mean, so it's strip clubs. Are strippers wearing masks? I uh, think so. I don't know
0: about the ones that are open. I know that for well, the like here they have, have, have the drive masks. they have the drive through ones though. But
1: I think some of them have reopened.
0: Oh, are they actually open?
1: Yeah, and I think they definitely have to wear masks if they're inside.
2: I didn't know any of them were open. Yeah, I'm,
1: I mean I, I think, think
2: so. they they count as a bar or a restaurant. I think most of them. I think most mm-hmm. strip clubs serve so food sitting or alcohol. Down, so I think they're yeah. It's a, and you're six feet yeah, apart. Yeah, and is, is that what counts as a bar or a restaurant if you're sitting?
1: Yeah, so I I know from um, so I've been to Landmark. And that's Mm how, you know, because they have all the outside seating and all the tables are super spaced out away from each other. But yeah, it's the same thing. Like you can't, you can't stand, you can't be loitering. You have to have your butt in a seat at all times. Mm -hmm. Like you can't stand over a table or go and talk to, which makes sense. And then you have to be, you know, completely spaced out. So it's Ah, interesting. So,
2: yeah. So I wonder if like, it's like the customers have to wear masks or the strippers do, or maybe both. I think both. Um,
1: that's the thing because if it's hmm, inside it's, if it's inside yeah then
0: everybody's gotta wear I mean, that is a, for like restaurant seating yeah if that's how that's being unless counted. you're
1: like actively eating or drinking you're supposed to yeah. be yeah Greg, or, Greg.
0: Oh, I actually went through one uh, over this weekend a strip club no not a strip club no oh. I, I went to a uh, bar for a minute in government oh, camp oh wow because I had to go in and get some I was camping and had to get some supplies and my buddy wanted to grab a drink so we we went through it you you can guess who it is yeah. uh, but uh but yeah, it was it was very surreal. It's the first time I've been inside somewhere, and they were very they had everything strict, you know, tables far apart. Everybody's wearing their masks except for the people that are eating and drinking. But it still felt weird going inside. It is. Yeah. It felt very unnerving, even though, you know, like I said, they're following the rules, but still, some, there was something weird about being in a room full of be- strangers.
1: Oh no, I, I totally get it, Rick. Have you seen the um, well, not the bar thing, but the stripper thing? Have you seen the drive-through strip club? <laughs> no, I, I was going to go
2: back to that and ask yeah. what the hell he was talking about.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's uh, that one uh, on the east side of the Ross Island Bridge. What is it called? I always forget what it's called. Lucky, uh, Lucky oh, Devil. Was
2: that the, the, yeah. Lucky well, it was Devil. the Boom Boom Room for a while. It was yeah. totally the
1: it, Boom Boom Room. It was also yeah.
0: Club Cocos too. Oh my god. <laughs> and the Caballero Club. I didn't go to any. I Why wish do I would go. you know the history of because, all the strip clubs? Because when building. I you, when we used to work at, at CBS, that was my way to work. So if I was either riding my bike or taking yeah, the yeah, bus, I, mean, I, I would see it every time, and it'd be like yeah. every two months, like oh, well, boom, boom, room's gone. It's yeah, no, it, Club it constantly now. Like,
2: <laughs> change names, yeah, because I would yeah, drive by it every day yeah. on the way to and from work. So um, I don't know what it is now, but yeah. So that's so they're doing
1: drive-through stuff. Uh, yeah. So what they did is they set up this huge tent in their parking lot. <laughs> And uh, people can actually, you can drive and you can, like, I think it's like five-minute dances. So you can pay, like, you order some food for, like, takeaway or, or something. And then you can pay a, a little extra and, like, tip the strippers who are set up on a platform outside with their masks on doing, like, dances and stuff inside of this giant tent. So you can see the tent when you're driving Here. by the Ross Island Bridge. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I, I haven't been. I know somebody that yeah, has gone either. and they said it was interesting. I think it just sounds awkward but sounds you know, really whatever. awkward yeah
2: <laughs> i mean you know i mean just for I, somebody a cultural said experience though now i kind of want to do yeah, it yeah i know i think well what i was right. going to say i feel like i almost want to do it because whenever this is over that will probably go away yeah and so it's but it's definitely going to be you know I, I i always find myself using the analogy of like the rings in a tree you know, where you cut open a tree and you can be like, oh, this ring, this was where there was a forest fire like 30 years ago because it's black or whatever. Or this was, there was like Dutch elm disease because the the rings are wobbly at this point. And so this is going to be one of those things where it's like, this is going to be a, maybe not a generational marker, but like, uh, you know, but a chronological marker of this moment. It'll be like, for this one window of time, this became a thing everybody, or that existed, you know, this became like a business model that sprang up for a while. Um, And just like the mask, I mean, like if you, if you were to look at a, the, the income of companies who make masks or anything like a mask, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, and then it's going to be back down. And so it's, I am a big, I mean, this sounds like an excuse to go see strip clubs, but whatever it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big believer in like, I love sort of cultural moments and just sort of seeing like how, cause somebody described um, capitalism one time as being, they said that capitalism was like, um, they said it was like spilling water on a sidewalk where it finds every opening. Yeah. And and it's so it is because somebody somewhere was like, you know what we can do? Tents outside, girls on platforms, guys drive through, you do a little jiggle, they give a little cash, bada bing. You know, and it's like that's and somebody's like, yes, let's do it. And, you know, that if Americans have a superpower. That's really it. Is that is figuring out how to get $5 from some other guy.
1: Well, this is also the company that was also, I mean, I I respect, I don't know who owns it. I don't know anybody who works there personally, but I mean, this is also the same uh, strip club that started Boober Eats. Did you ever hear of that?
2: <laughs> I thought that was a generic term. I didn't think that was a real term. No, it's
1: a reading. real no, they thing they were doing. No, they had to change it. So it was Boober Eats and then they had to change it because they got they were uh, threatening a lawsuit from, from Uber Eats. I can't even <laughs> say for Uber them. Eats anymore. Yeah, so not something... But they do have this still in Portland where, where you can order food from uh, certain strip clubs and then the dancers will deliver it to you and set it on your porch and then stand back and give you, like, a little, like... And then, like, get back in their car and they come with a hey. bodyguard so that nothing happens. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh no, more
2: Good for them. More power to them. Uh-huh. I mean, hey, strippers got to eat. I mean, it's like, exactly. I, you know, that's a... I have no issue i'm for uh, you know i like i don't have any issue i mean if i if i could make money being a stripper i would i would have been doing that for the last 20 years like i have no problem with that um so i mean i have no issue with that whatsoever but yeah that's like a i mean as weird as it sounds like Mm. i'm i'm for anybody that can figure out a way to like navigate you know anything like that because there's like a whole i mean you know it's like chris rock on like one of his like last specials he was talking about having a porn addiction and he, said, he you know, he's talking about, you know, he, he got divorced or whatever. And he was saying, he's like, oh, he's like, I was addicted to porn. And then like somebody in the audience laughed or whatever. And he goes, yeah, trillion dollar industry, but it's just me, you know? <laughs> so like, so, I mean, clearly that's like a huge part of the American economy. And I'm for whatever, like people can find a way to navigate around and to make something like that work. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for them. That's a, cause that's a, and it does make you wonder, I mean, I probably I don't know if I've ruminated about this before, but it's like how long something has to last before it permanently impacts the way that we think about stuff. Because, you know, I, I mean, I got to imagine. I mean, first of all, I have to imagine that there was already like a, some section of the population, whatever tiny percent that had like a weird mask fetish or something before. Oh yeah. um But I imagine that even when this sort of approaches done, there's probably going to be some people that are still. Nervous or just being very, very safe and very precautious about it, taking a lot of precautions about it. Uh, And so then it makes you wonder, like, is there going to be some niche kind of porn that caters to those people from now on where it's like, you know, where it's like even even when they're watching porn, they want to feel like everybody is safe, and so it's going to be some niche of porn where the people are like fucking it out with masks on, or something, and
1: it's <laughs> with like, like a a... gallons of hand sanitizer instead of lube everywhere. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's like they would not, you know, because
2: well, because like think about how I mean, think about how weird. I mean, I think there's like a trope. I don't know if this is true or not, but you always hear that thing that like, you know, that about the hooker who like will do anything but kiss because like kissing is whatever. That's I don't like mean to tattle, but
1: or... Philo's licking your couch. Hey.
2: What have we said about that? Clearly, wh- whatever we've said has gone, you know, <laughs> gone unheeded. Anyway, I yes. just I just wonder about like what it's like the new. I mean, I don't want to get too off in the explicit weeds of all this, but I mean, I think with every I think every generation has like its own. If <sighs> I mean, oh, boy, I, well, I did this show like a long time ago where we were like trying to figure out. I don't know who it was, I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't even know when this was, but I did some show at some point where it was like trying to figure out like, well, what, you know, that whole thing of like, well, I got to second base. And we were like, well, hold on, what is second base? And is that the same for everybody and in all towns? And is it the same across all generations? And so I don't know how it all works now, but I remember like there was all this discussion after the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton thing of like, well, you know, that particular act is now, you know, that's like, That's the new, you know. That's the new kissing on the first date or whatever. And it was like that. Would, and it was a whole thing about how like a lot of people would do, you know, they would. A lot of people would, would you know, oral sex was considered like way more, you know, acceptable. Like that was a thing you'd do way before you'd actually sleep together, which was like a reversal because apparently for a lot of the 20th century it was the opposite. It was like that was considered like a big. That was considered like a big taboo that was very intimate or whatever. And so now I wonder about like kissing, and it's like if people think Jezebel ran a big article a while back, and it was just called "Quit fucking using Tinder," um, <laughs> which is great. But I, then I wonder, like, well, when people start going out and having casual dates again, is that going to be like part of the conversation? Because the conversation used to be like, "Hey, by the way, you know, you have to, you have to have a rubber." And so, like, is the conversation now going to be like, "Hey, we can do whatever," but like, I'm not, I'm not going to kiss you. Like, that's just not an option. Cause oh, it's like, that that's is,
1: a- yeah, that's true.
2: I mean, I think about that. I mean, that's the sort of thing that I think about. Is like, will that be like the, the final, will that be now the most intimate act that you really have to know somebody before you agree to kiss it's them? It's
1: totally so, like pretty womaning, yeah. For it, sure. That's right, because
2: she does that in, in mm-hmm. Pretty Woman, right? She, they won't, she won't kiss. She won't kiss, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, anyway, I wonder like, yeah, and if people will like agree to sleep together, but then just as long as both of them are wearing masks.
2: It, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, which seems weird, but on the other hand, think about everything else we've been discussing today. Like that all seems fucking weird too. If you told me that, that like they were going to be talking about doing the NFL with nobody in the stadium, but the players and that, you know, and that we were going to be screaming in our hearts. (laughs) I mean, I mean, the idea of people being like, I mean, I mean, I, I know that to people of my generation, we just grew up hearing the whole safe sex condom thing. And it was not weird at all. That was just how, how it was. I know to people that are a little bit older than me, like my older siblings, their generation, I know to them, the whole idea of wearing a condom was like, that was kind of a foreign idea. That was like a thing that you didn't, that seemed really strange. Mm-hmm. And like a thing that, you know, that was just being, that was like a belt and suspenders thing. You were being, you were just being paranoid if you did that. And so, I mean, as weird as it sounds, like to think about like, well, you you know, we'll sleep together, but we have to be wearing masks. That seems insane, but maybe it only seems insane to us because we Grew up in a different time, mm-hmm. and because this only lasted four months so far,
1: that's very accurate. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, it's definitely gonna. I, you know, it's it's uh, my only other thought on this. Uh, and feel free just to like wave your hands if we have to go. Um, he's he's go waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. No, give, right. like, give your thought though. Give your thought.
2: Well, I was just gonna say that you know I was thinking about like the longer this goes on, the more this becomes sort of like a normal thing, and I was thinking that if this, I mean, God forbid. If this went on for like, let's say another year, then it's like, if you're going to be writing like young adult fiction in 10 years or something, you're going to have to like have like a consultant who tells you what it was like to be a teenager in this time because your own experience will not be transferable.
1: No, that's accurate yeah so okay so uh, after all of this I think we all agree that we probably need to go to at least like for historical purposes go to the strip club the drive through strip club so we can at least say somewhere down the line during the pandemic we did go to the I went lead.
2: to a drive through strip yeah. we went to the drive strip club I support this club. idea yeah. all right, I think all right. That we have a field trip coming that's up that's something we <laughs> I could end things on a huge down for <laughs> <laughs>
1: no way <laughs> well thank Willard, you so here. much Rick Willard. Come here. This has been fun. All Come sports here. and porn with Rick Emerson. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh. oh, there they
2: are. Oh, there we go. That will end things on a positive note now. Okay. Oh, my
1: gosh.
2: Right. Uh, okay.
0: Rick, as always, there. thank you, sir.
2: Oh. Thank y'all.
1: Oh, my God. All right. I got a screen cap of uh, Philo kissing <laughs> Willard. Oh, it's God. like he knows. That's, he's like, all right. Are you done talking? Dad? Now it's our time. <laughs>
0: Uh, send us an email, Radio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into this show every day. We
1: are so grateful for you. We are
0: very grateful. And a big
1: thanks to our friend Rick Emerson, who joins us every Monday. Our I pal, agree. as uh, uh, Greg kept repeatedly calling you our pal. I don't know, I just got a, It became a tick. It kind of just became a thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pal. Okay. <laughs> Pals that go to drive through strip clubs together.
0: <laughs> All right. Rick Emerson, everybody, thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Talk to everybody later.
1: Wait, we'll be <laughs> oh, back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with more
0: fun employment radio. <laughs> I forgot
1: how it worked. I know, right? I think I got a perfect screen cap of him with the dogs. Cool. Hopefully. I gotta run Alright. Are the cameras still on?